Sincerely, it's in them to, to the necessary care of practice. Back, rats, enjoy this episode. Hey, what is up, all my Nexus family? It is your host, Dr. Daniel Kimberly, and you are tuned into another episode of the Nexus Podcast. And this week's episode of the podcast is going to be a little bit of a heartbreaker based on something that I just learned that you should all be aware of and how it may be costing our future in some of the biggest ways possible. So this episode, I normally get fiery. I'm going to get fiery, um, but it's going to be a little bit of a darker, more serious conversation. Um, But I couldn't help but not share this info with you because this will radically change the way that you think about your family. This episode will radically change the way that you think about your kids. And I would be doing a disservice if I didn't talk about it and share my thoughts on the issue with you if you haven't heard about it. So kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Nexus podcast where we talk all about what is heartbreaking in the U.S. right now. If you guys know me and you know me well, normally I love to keep it uplifting and positive and I'm going to do my best to do so on this episode. However, there is something critically important that I feel needs to be discussed and you may have heard this first bit of it sometimes before, but what just came out this week uh, from the CDC has me pissed off, it has me frustrated, it has me heartbroken. When it comes down to it, it absolutely has me heartbroken. I'll share with you why and I'll share with you what that is in a second, but what I've really realized is that we as a society of human beings, have become weak, we've become broken, we have normalized being weaker, we have normalized neurological dysfunction, we have normalized sickness, we have normalized all the things that keep us from expressing our full potential in life. And this is what I truly believe to my core. And if you don't agree with this, I would ask that you just click stop and unsubscribe from this podcast today. If you don't agree with the fact that Every single human being has the exact same potential to be healthy, to be successful, to be vibrant, to be wealthy, to be happy, to be healing, like all of the things that we look at that would bring joy into our lives. Every single one of us, you, your kids, your grandkids, your parents, their grandparents, everybody that we look at in our community, it doesn't matter who you are where you came from, each of us have the exact same potential inside of us to be healthy, to be successful. And it come from one place and one place only, and that is a healthy functioning brain and nervous system. Our brain is our connection to life. Our brain connects every single function in the entire body always. It connects every single cell, tissue, and organ together. As a matter of fact, if you dissolved all the tissues out of your body and just kept your nervous system, you would still be able to see like a full outline of a human being, which isn't the case with any other system besides the vascular system because the nervous system and the vascular system run together. I'm getting a little sciencey, so let me back up again. We have been normalized to become weaker to become broken, that pain is normal, that sickness is normal, that everybody's gonna get disease, that everybody's gonna get degenerative disc disease of their neck, that everybody's gonna have arthritis, that everybody has to take medication. And the fact of the matter is, is that it's just not true, it's a lie. It's a lie that you're being sold, it's a lie that we're all being sold, and until we decide to open our eyes and look at the reality of what is possible for each of us, what is already possible and God-given within each of our bodies, then you're going to miss the boat on this. And this brings me to what breaks my heart is that I see people who are suffering and struggling with their kids who have issues or their parents who have issues or the doctor saying, oh, they'll just grow out of it or we don't really know what to do or I've seen every specialist and all they wanna do is give me the same medication or try the same procedures and nothing works. Like I'm tired of sitting around 
and watching people suffer unnecessarily because we are being sold the lie that this is just what life is like. Like being miserable is okay. Taking medication for your entire life is normal. Those things are not normal. It's normal when you have a messed up nervous system, when you have a messed up physiology in your body, and there's only one place that can fix that and one place only, and that is addressing the function of your brain and spinal cord and your nervous system. So here's what happened that really has me heartbroken, is not only do we have this issue of us, of this weakness, of this sickness, of this illness being normalized, like that's just who we are as human beings, is we're supposed to get to age 30 and then we're supposed to deteriorate. Like literally 50% of kids in the United States today under the age of 16 years old are diagnosed with some kind of chronic condition. Somebody's going to have to take care of them one day. And it's being normalized. Like nobody's talking about why that's the case. We're just saying, well, it is what it is. Let's just give them more medication. Let's just drug them up more. Let's just keep them customers inside of that system forever. Let's just keep them sick enough that they never actually express health and never actually express their full function. So they work a job that they hate and they come home on the weekends and they just watch sports and they numb themselves and they do that for the rest of their lives. And we make a lot of money off of them because they don't know any different and how to express full potential, hundred percent living life full out. So here's what happened that really breaks my heart. The CDC this week came out and said, maybe it was early last week, I don't know, whatever week it was, whenever you're listening to podcasts, it's probably going to differ anyway. The CDC came out within the last seven days and they said, we are moving the developmental milestones for your children because enough kiddos aren't hitting them. This is like unprecedented in my mind. It blows my mind is that we're moving the goalpost. We're going to make it easier Are we going to be more lax on the developmental milestones for kids because there's so much neurological dysfunction? So literally when I hear this, it like, it pisses me off to my core. So what we're now telling parents is that it's okay for your kid to not walk or I'm sorry, your kid to not crawl like at all. It's okay for your kid to not crawl. And we're missing and we're ignoring the fact that we as humans were designed to crawl before we walk. Like this is an inborn reflex. There are a number of reflexes that happen within the body to get us to crawl first, to create bilateral movements, to stimulate our brain in a very specific way. And the CDC comes in and they now take that away and they said, it's not necessary for your kids anymore. Why would they do this? Because lots of kids aren't hitting them. Why aren't lots of kids hitting them? Because they have so much neurological dysfunction and disorder that no one knows to diagnose except me and the chiropractors who are like me that we just said, well, let's just move the goalposts. Let's just make it easier. It would be the same if we said like, you know what? Diabetes used to be such a big issue, but now we're just gonna say, we're gonna say diabetes is normal. Like if you have to be on insulin, it's just totally normal. And we're not even gonna call it diabetes. We're just gonna call it a natural part of life. So let's just move the goalposts on that. It makes no sense to me. It's so frustrating. And what we've done is what they're doing is they're normalizing neurological dysfunction in kids. They're normalizing developmental delays within kids that are crucial, that are crucial for performance, that are crucial to how a kid is going to turn out for the rest of their lives. Everything that we know about the brain is that two thirds of the brain is developed within the first two years of life. So now we're going to move the goalposts on those developmental milestones and we're going to make them later. So what we're doing is we're literally postponing measuring neurological development until later so that kids have more ingrained patterns within their nervous system that are much more difficult to fix, to correct, to change. And we're setting kids up for a lifetime of disease, a lifetime of being dumbed down, a lifetime of being not as high functioning and not as expressing life the way that we were given to. And it frustrates me so much. So not only did we move crawling, we took, they took out crawling completely. Like the CDC said, your kid doesn't need to crawl anymore, which is absolutely not true. Your kid needs to crawl before they walk. This is why I get so frustrated when I get parents who are super stoked about their kid walking, but they never crawled is because we just missed a huge chance for bilateral movement to 
fill and pump the brain full of nutrition because nutrition of the nutrition to the brain comes from movement of the body. And when we have these bilateral movements, this is why it's so important and so crucial for kids to crawl is because it starts to prime and develop different parts of the brain to adjust and strengthen postural muscles so that when they start to walk, they actually have the strength to stand up tall and do so. And I see so many kids who miss this milestone and they have issues like physical issues later in life. And it's a result of nothing. It's not because the kid's broken. It's not because there's something wrong with them. It's because of brain development. The other thing they did is they moved talking to later. And so again, like going back to this conversation of understanding that two thirds of a child's brain development, like the full size of human brain is already growing to two thirds of its entire size in the first two years of life. Most of that brain development, like literally in, um, in utero, when a baby is developing, the baby develops as a pain pleasure response. That's one of the first responses to develop. So when the baby is still in mommy's womb, it can feel pain or sense pleasure. So if mom's super stressed out, that's going to bring a baby stressed out into this world. That's going to negatively affect their brain development. And then all of those patterns are set by the age of two. So now we move back to marker and when kids should be able to talk and we just say, ah, they'll grow out of it. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. No big deal. And what happens is, is they end up missing that milestone and it's not a result of humans are just developing later. Humans are just developing slower. It's because we move the milestone because nobody has an answer for it. So instead of all these parents asking questions, let's just say, ah, it's normal. And now we set up a world where we're literally going to have lower functioning human beings. We're going to have people who are not able to fully express themselves. Yes, it can be corrected after two years of age, but I see it time and time and time again. It takes exponentially longer, exponentially longer to get a kid caught up after two years old than it does before two years old, which is why I'm so passionate about taking care of kids in our office because what we do is we address the neurology of the brain. We address the nervous system. And so here's what I see, and this is the truth, is that the CDC, straight off the CDC website, if you wanna know where this is going, and this I'm talking about autism, but just think of autism as a neurodevelopmental disorder in the first place, okay? So a neurological disorder. In 2000, in the year 2000, one in 50 children were diagnosed with autism. In 2002, it was one in 50. In 2004, it was 125. In 2006, it was one in 10, one in 110. In 2008, it was one in 88. In 2010, it was one in 68. In 2012, it was one in 69. In 2014, it was one in 59. In 2016, it was one in 54. In 2018, it is now one in 44. And who knows where we're at in 2022. And I can tell you this is that in the next 20 years, we're gonna have one in two kids. One in two of our kids diagnosed with some kind of autism spectrum disorder. And it is not because we're just getting better at diagnosing it because 50 years ago, we didn't have one in two kids with with autism. Like you can look around the world and see that it's plainly evident, but we do. And this is no fault to the parents. This is no fault to the kids because we have such stressed out kiddos and such neurologically damaged kids. And that neurological damage comes from three places, three places. It comes from thoughts. It comes from trauma and it comes from toxins. So thoughts, the thoughts that kids think, the, remember what I said, the brain starts developing when the baby is still inside of mom and it develops a pain pleasure response. If a baby is primed for pain from pre first breath of life, their brain is going to develop into a pain pattern unless it is caught and addressed. This is a childhood stress. And this is a lot of times where I see kiddos start off on the wrong foot is mom was so stressed out during pregnancy. She was worried about having a C-section. They had to move, they had to move jobs. She was starting a new business. Like whatever the case may be, moms have all these stresses holding the household together, the stress of other kids and all of those stress hormones are going into baby's developing brain. That causes a stress response in the body. It primes a ba- baby to be in that fight or flight or stressed out state, which negatively affects neurological function negatively affects function or development of the prefrontal cortex of the brain. The next thing, trauma. 
So we talked about thoughts, traumas, traumas like birthing, moving through the birthing canal. We know that 90% of kiddos have some kind of birth trauma moving through the birthing canal, whether they're born vaginally, whether they're born at home, whether they're born C-section, C-section rates are even higher. It's more like 99%. And so what we see is that if we have improperly moving joints of the spine, if we have this trauma at first breath of life, that will stay in the baby system until we get the brain talking to the body more different, differently. And we do that through getting the joints of the spine moving again, because remember what I said earlier, 90% of nutrition and stimulation to the brain comes from movement of the joints of the spine. So if we have that thought, we have that trauma, and then toxins is going to be a big one. So toxins can come from other places. It can come from nutrition. It can come from the air that we breathe. Like I said, it can come from the food that we eat. It can come from the formula that we give baby. It can come from what mom's, um, prenatal or perinatal nutrition looks like. And it can come from one other place that's a tough conversation to have. And that is with vaccines. And I'm not linking up. I'm not saying they're the cause of this autism, whatever, but stress in the nervous system comes from three places and three places only thoughts, traumas, and toxins. So when we talk about stress, the first thing, this is the cause to all neurological dysfunction. This is the root. If there is stress stuck on in the system, the baby's brain is a baby's body is going to release stress hormones. Those stress hormones are going to turn off the frontal cortex of the brain. The frontal cortex of the brain is responsible for allowing proper brain development. It's a part of the brain that's responsible for success. So all the time I see childhood stress. We have prenatal stress. We have birth trauma. We have falls. We have school. We have technology, the blue lights on the TV, the blue lights on the cell phones, iPads, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sports injuries. All of these things are stress to the kiddo. If we do not address that childhood stress. And I'm not talking about taking away it. I'm, I'm talking about making sure that the baby's brain can actually adapt to it and it doesn't feel safe or it doesn't feel like it needs to stay stuck in a stressed out state. That miss of that childhood stretch, which is stresses, which is what everyone is doing right now, which is what the CDC is doing right now. They're missing the childhood stress and they're saying, we see altered neurodevelopment. We see a change in the way the brain development of these kids is happening. So instead of addressing the brain development, let's just move the milestone back because we don't really have an answer in the first place. Chiropractors do, but no one else does because no one else talks about this conversation. So we'll see altered neurodevelopment. These are things like primitive reflexes. These are things like baby's mood and demeanor and colic and like all the things that we see. You can see very subtle things with the baby's eye movements or with their reflexes that will tell you whether they have altered neurodevelopment or not. If that altered neurodevelopment is left unchecked, which most of the time it is, unless your baby is seeing a chiropractor, unless your kid's seeing a chiropractor, that will lead to social, emotional, and cognitive impairment. Social impairment. Inability to to look at someone, to make eye contact, to speak. Emotions, they'll be more upset. They'll be more fussy. They'll be more angry. And cognitive impairment, ability to think. Language development, things like that. If this gets left unchecked, which most of the time it does, we lead to poor decision-making and behavior. So we see this in school where the kids like, they're hyper, they're all the time, they're beating up other kids, they're bullying, those things. These are social decision-making and behavior, which will lead to a diagnosis. So most of the time, this is the problem. This is where I get really, really frustrated. We have these kids who come in with, hey, my kid's been diagnosed with ADHD. My kid's been diagnosed with autism. My kid's been diagnosed with SPD. Whatever the case is, some speech issue, the list could go on and on and on and on. But four steps prior to that, if we would have just looked at, did this baby have stress during their development, during the first two years of life, and is that development altered, is there altered neurodevelopment, we can correct the cause. Like we can literally correct the cause. And I get so frustrated because I see the CDC just move the guidelines. And then ultimately what happens is we just move the milestones further back. We say, oh, don't worry about it. It's just going to take every kid now longer than it did for the last 500, 5,000 years, however long humans have been on the planet. And we say, 
Now they're going to, this is going to lead to, if we leave these diagnoses, this disabilities, this social pattern left unchecked, it's going to lead to early disease and death because the stress hormones by default, increase heart rate, increase blood pressure, increase blood sugar levels. We're talking about cardiovascular disease. We're talking about diabetes. It increases your body's ability to experience anxiety, depression, and fear. It increases your body's ability to feel pain. It increases cholesterol in the bloodstream. It increases inflammatory markers in the bloodstream. The list could go on and on and on. That's a physiology of a stress response. So now imagine that we've had a kiddo from breath one of life where they've had stress stuck on in their system. They had altered neurodevelopment. No one addressed it. They had social, emotional, and cognitive impairment. Nobody addressed it. The doctor told them they would just grow out of it. Now they're in school. They have poor decision-making and behavior. And mom and dad are just like, I'm not sure what's wrong with my kid. And the doctor's like, oh, they'll just grow out of it. Then they get diagnosed with autism and nobody has an answer for them except, hey, for here's a here's the diagnosis. And then it leads to early death and disease where they have to be taken care of. It puts a burden on the healthcare system. It puts a burden on us as parents. It puts a burden on us as taxpayers, but no one's addressing the cause. We're literally just addressing symptoms. And I'm telling you every single time for every single kid I've ever taken care of, I can always link this back to childhood stress. Slips, falls, bumps on the head, being dropped out of crib, being dropped out of a carrier, whatever the case may be, it's not any fault of mom and dad. It's just a result of stress on in the system. And as the CDC moves these milestones We are setting kids up to be developmentally delayed, to be sicker, to be weaker, to be more unhealthy, and it's being normalized, and it frustrates me to no end. So my friends, I have one question for you, and the question is this, who do you know who needs to hear this message, who just needs to know that there's a different answer other than, oh, your kids will grow out of it? Because I've seen it so often And it's so clear to me now with the CDC moving these guidelines that we're just normalizing neurological dysfunction in our kids. And if we continue to do this, what's next? How far do we move them back before we stand up and say, hey, there has to be a different way. There has to be a different approach to allowing our kids to express life and express vitality and not live a life of disease, sickness, and death. My friends, that's all I have for you on this episode. I love and appreciate every single one of you. If you got some value out of it, do me one of two things. One, leave a rating. Two, leave a review. Share this up with somebody who needs to hear it. I know this is kind of a bummer of an episode. I got super fired up on it, but I would be doing a grave disservice if I did not talk about this because I think every parent needs to know and every parent needs to know the truth. And that ultimately is what I stand for. Whichever side of the aisle you sit on doesn't necessarily matter to me, but I want to empower you with you the truth so that you can make the best decisions possible for you and for your family members. I love you. I appreciate you. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Nexus Podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. If you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system, check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com.